Oh, yeah. And if you let your boy BC digress for a second, I got something new to tell you about. How about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe, right? How about a vehicle equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family? And if you're looking for features, the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has you covered, like available H-Trek all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some of that mud. And with standard third-row seating, you can make sure the whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads make sure no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Make sure you can worry less about the rugged terrain to come. Want to learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe? Head on over to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. It's a 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. I'm always all about taking shit to the next level, and that's really what we're going to do when we're going to launch our interview series, Room Service Diaries. That's the couch that they fell into in uh, Get Out. What are you expecting out of this interview with Brian and Luke? I don't know, man. Just, um, just go and uh, get excited about it, you know? I'm ready, man. Yeah, let's do this. Oh, hey, how you doing, guys? The champ is how here. How are you? Brian Campbell, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Hi, Glover. Luke Thomas, how are you? Try the Brazil match, yes. you know? Yeah. They are. But, they but are dude, in Europe, they, in Europe, they all say Rodrigo. But like, his name is Hian. It's like Hoist. Hoist, right. Hoist yeah. Grace, not Royce. We're about 60 seconds out. So much Connecticut up in here in the MK as Morning Combat hits you. Episode one of Room Service Diaries, Brian Campbell, Luke Thomas. And how about the king of Connecticut, the light heavyweight champion of the world? Glover Teixeira pulling up a spot on our beautiful uh, vintage couch right here. But uh, uh, Glover. How, how excited are you to be on a show you've never heard of? It's great, right? Hey, man. Yeah, great <laughs> to come over here expecting uh, whatever, you know. Like expecting <laughs> whatever, professionalism. Whatever but, you know. comes. That's be, right. You know, got to be prepared. That's right. Uh, Glover, to get a chance to, to, to sit down with you in any situation uh, is great because you're a wise man. <laughs> you've you've done it the hard way. You've done it the long way. You've got one of those blue collar stories that we can all connect with. But like, damn, man, like they should make a movie about this pretty soon. I mean, this is like you've always been great once you got to the UFC and been very elite. But the way this has gone down at the end of your career, it's got to feel like a fantasy, man. Yeah, man, it feels feels great. You know, I don't I don't know how wise I am because it take me that long. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> to get it right. But uh, finally, we, we got something going, uh, and I'm happy. I'm happy with uh, everything that's going on right now. How did you feel the morning after you won the championship? Uh, <laughs> that, that, that night, I, I saw the sunrise in, uh, in the balcony of my uh You never went to sleep? Well, I never went to sleep, no. I, uh, we, 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 because they, um, you know, with the hotel, is was locked down oh, at, right. at Abu Dhabi, so... And they have like uh, two o'clock in the morning. They was gonna close the bar, but they say, "Hey, are you coming down to eat? If you are, we're gonna <laughs> the champ gonna is keep, here. Yeah, Come on. we're gonna keep the bar open." And like, uh, say, yeah, we come down. So uh, they open to like six in the morning, and I went to my 
hotel room. We saw the sunrise and uh, man, it was incredible. Okay, what does the champ drink? Right now you're in training camp. You got a big uh, fight coming up. You know, we got some beverages uh, of mysterious. Yes, and behind Glover has back. one to be clear, but it's no, there's no booze. Uh, there's no booze. Is H two O right there? But when the champ has his moment, what's the drink of choice there? Uh, to be honest, at that time, man, at that, at that day, it didn't care. <laughs> well, you know, whatever, whatever is gonna make me, uh, you know, get uh, crazy, and, and it was just too happy, man. It was just it's funny. I walked down as I walked down. Andre Olasky was there sitting down, yes, and uh, was a bottle of whiskey in front of him. He just like uh, pounded like a drinking a beer. It was uh, pretty cool, you know. Uh, the Russian crazy. I say, you have a beer there? Can I have a sip of that beer? <laughs> and then we start there. It was a fun, fun time. But do you get, like, caught up in the, like, I don't want to say nostalgic, but, like, the magic of I'm the champion? I've literally got this huge, amazing world title that I can put on a shelf or I can walk around naked if I want to with it on. But, like, I know, like, you work hard and you stay in the game because you always wanted to prove that you could be the best. But do you, like, once in a while pick that shit up, put it over your shoulder and be like, I did, I, I did that. Right, I did you know that. what I mean? Do you get into that element of it? Like you're like a king now, you know? No, no. I, I never, I never. I like to put a piece. I like to to kind of look at sometime and I say this belly is damn, it's damn beautiful, you know. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, don't don't do that. I don't not kind of guy. They're gonna look in the mirror and stuff like that. But it feels good, like when people ask, uh, hey, can I take a picture with the belt? And we put the belt on. Uh, what does the belt mean to you, though, when you look at it? Like, what is it symbolic of? Yeah, what do you see when you look at it? Yeah, I'm the, I, it's, it's my whole life I work towards there, you know? My whole life uh, in, in MMA career, you look, you go in, and you think of of being the champion of the world, UFC, you know, champion. It's every kid dreaming. See my nephew right there, he's just doing the, the his dream is to be UFC champion. He look at the belt, and he's saying the same thing, you know, oh, man. That's that's really cool, you know, to have the. So it's kind of like it's accomplishment, you know. It's everything's like, yeah, it's it's more than you know, just belting. It. It's just like, uh, man, I accomplished something that I uh, that I put my mind into 20 years ago, and I work hard for, and it's you know, and I realize how hard it is, how it it mold me to be a better person, to be a better. Everything that belt is—it's not just champ of the world, you know. It's make me who I am today. Because for me to get it, I need to learn so much things. It's not about just training and fighting, like we think. You know, party hard, train hard, fight hard. But uh, it's not just about that. You know, situations that you got to dig deep, you got to find out who you are, who you are, yeah. you know, and the situation that I come, you know, John Jones, first situation before I come here, you know. I mean, you had to wait out just to get into this country and fight. Exactly. What probably felt like your physical prime, like you're giving it away, just waiting let's, for your chance. Let's set the context here, if I may, Glover. There was a lot of hype for you in the American market because for a time, you had had a win over Sukaju, who had made a big yeah. splash in Pride, <clears throat> but it was, even though the Sukaju win was in Lemoore, California, I believe with either WEC or some other promotion in the area, you had to go back to Brazil, and yeah. it was always told to us that it was visa issues yeah. that were keeping you out. Can you tell us specifically what had happened where you had to go back to Brazil and you couldn't come back? Well, I, I come here illegally, you know? 
through Mexican border, you know, and... Uh, well, let's, let's back up a step. How'd you do it? Yeah, how, 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 how did you get here? How scary is that story? It's I mean, scary, come on. Yeah. Well, uh, from my hometown, a lot of people, uh, Valadares, you know, a lot of people come from Mexico, I mean, through Mexico, you know what I mean? Because we have all these connections, the guys have connected because we don't, nobody get a visa. So it was a dream. The, 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 the kids in Valadares at that time is to come over here you know, through Mexico, make a living, go back and, and you know, make a little money, you know, like, you know, invest, buy a house, buy a car, some of them buy a car, go come back again because they get, you know, because it's an illusion, you know, you, you make this money, but then you don't know what you do with it. You're going to come back. But like, that, that was my thing. I say, I want to go to United States, you know, and um, I was 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. I jumped in this journey. Uh, with a couple guys, and uh, we cross, you know, come to Colombia, all the all these countries, and we cross the border, Mexico. Did you fear for your life during that time? I was, you know, man, I was 19 years old, man. I was like, Invincible. more like, uh, yeah, adventure. I'm into adventure, like this kind of stuff. Like, no really fear, you know. I was for me, I didn't really, I didn't have any situation that I have to fear my life, you know, but it was dangerous. Overall, it's dangerous, you know, you're in the hand of, of you don't know who is going to cross the desert. You you don't know this person, you know, it's called coyote. Yeah. And yeah. You don't know who you work for. Right. And, the, and they, they can steal for. from you? They can, yeah, yeah, they can do whatever, man. You don't know. You just get in a soul. But, you know, again, I was too young to know, you know what I mean? So... Then I was too young to to do that, you know. And then I realized like what I wanted to do. I come to uh, to Connecticut and I see the opportunity. There's more opportunity the way I come from. I was like, oh my god, this country! I can be a professional athlete, you know. I can be a boxer. So I start boxing. Done. What what martial arts experience or or sports experience had you have before at age 19 moving to Connecticut? Nothing, zero. You know, I did karate for like two months. Because the guy moved there, opened the gym. I stayed two months there, and he, he had to leave. But it was just like on my 12 years old. I literally was two months. And I have nothing, no experience. I just start with boxing in 2001. And, um, Did you know? I mean, were you a tough guy? Did you handle yourself? Did you have to prove yourself? You know, growing up, you knew you could? Uh, I was a big kid, you know. I was a, I was a big kid in my, in my schools. Really tall, really strong farm guy working the farm so i didn't have to prove i i have a couple fights in school but it wasn't much people like you know trying to bully me I have to yeah. prove it myself or anything sometimes i fight with uh older guys you know most of the time not not, not nobody from my class wants to fight with me <laughs> i was the biggest biggest kid you know but um so but the, the reason you walked into a boxing gym is what you just saw it and one no, day it, it clicked opportunity right i always like it I like the, the movies. I like Mike Tyson. So I used to ask my dad to wake me up at 3 in the morning to watch Mike Tyson fight, uh -huh. you know, and watch Mike Tyson. Uh, but I think 93, right? I was 13 years old when mm -hmm. he fought at Holyfield. It was like waking up. Uh, 96, Holyfield. 96, yeah. Yeah, six, yeah, 15, 16 years old. So all that, man. And I come over here, I see the opportunity. And that's when I... I I knew I made the mistake, you know. I was like, damn it, man. Now all this opportunity to be a professional athlete and I come because over here. Because you had come illegally. Illegally, so you know. You, so did they and now you? I got not, no. Because 
I got married to American woman. And uh, before when you get married, before 2001, you get a, you just apply and get a green card. You know? Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore because of the change of the law. So I have to go to Brazil, have their waiver, and that takes a long time. It takes about like almost six years. Wow. Six years. Well, you're, I, I fought Sukuju 2007, six. Six, yeah. Six, and uh, that's when I got called to fight in UFC. I talked with Dan White right there. Yeah, it was in the WEC. He was there. So could you. And, and he was there. And, he was and there. so what, what, how did the conversation go? Uh, I, and I say, I wanted to, because Chuck told him, watch this guy. He's my jiu-jitsu guy. <laughs> this guy's coming out. You're talking about the Iceman, Chuck. Chuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Chuck. Uh, I mean, it could have been Chuck Mendenhall. It could have been. been. It could have been the same age. Yeah, but Chuck, Chuck Lydell was like, uh, hey, watch this. This next guy that's coming in is my jiu-jitsu guy. And he was there, like, as a... He watched these fights before, like he was doing a contender now. He mm-hmm. kind of look it. Like, uh, uh, Dana White yeah. is looking for a fight. Yeah. And everybody, I remember, he used to go on a show and people say, oh, Dana White's going to be there watching. So everybody wants to put it up a show, you know, because he's watching, you know, and he might, he might take you. So I won, and uh, I come to him. I shake his hand and say, hey, man, I, I want to fight in UFC. And he say, I know your situation. Get your situation figured out, and uh, we got you right in, man. We got you right in. So we talk, we talk with uh, Joe Silver at the time, and Joe just say, hey, man, okay, we can't so uh, how long you can't have hire you. Like, there, we got, you got to get us. Go get it. Go get it, and you, uh, you get in. But it's not that easy. No, no. Yeah, it's not that easy. But, you know, he was like, it was a situation that he's like, yeah, I can't do anything. You just got to get a situation figured out. So by the sixth year, you're back in Brazil, and you've waited, and you've waited. You're still fighting there, still winning, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Beating lots of good fighters. Was there ever a point where you're like, I don't I don't know if this is going to go? Uh, did you ever, lo- not lose hope, but maybe start to get, I, this is this is not going to be the life that I thought it was. Listen, every tough time, right? You you it comes a flash in your in your head about you know some negative thoughts. You know, it, it, things is like you're really thinking about it. You know, like any any hard time that you go through, the day or oh, this oh shit, this traffic, I'm not gonna make that meeting. You know, you you pass there, but then you're like, no, I gotta, I gotta do it. You know, uh, of course, uh, at the point there that I I thought about it, I see my prime is going. I say, what's going on? Why? Why? What's happening? You know, what's this? Why is happening that way? Why I'm missing this prime? And I'm just, I'm such a good fighter because I knew how good I was by training with everybody. I trained with Chuck Liddell when he was the champ of the world, and I knew how I can handle myself with him, you know? And then I went to Brazil, I trained with everybody there. Lioto, when he, he was a champion, he fought Shogun, and then he fought John Jones, you know? Um, training with everybody, Junior dos Santos, and I, it was just a message, like, but what kept me going is knowing how good I was and, like, that I was going to make some of it. So what do you think you did with your time that you're waiting. You can't get into the UFC because you're waiting on your visa situation to, to, to get cleaned up and cleared up, excuse me. When you look back, what did you build within yourself or what did you gain during the time of waiting that you feel like 
maybe that was supposed to be that. I leave this, man. I was just getting better and do the training every day like I am doing now, right now, you know? People don't. People think I'm like a 42 years old, and I I'm there in the gym every single day. You know, after my fight, I take a couple weeks off. You know, relax, rest my body. I'm back there helping, yes. grinding, the grinding. Do that's what I'm talking grinding, about. Bro. Doing the jiu-jitsu, doing the grappling, taking those guys down, doing the the, the, the because Poitain was getting fight coming up, Welton Tum was getting fight coming up. Those guys and I'm over there sparring with them, do a round, you know, every day. I that's what I did back then. That's what I keep doing now. Uh, until the day that I'm retired. And I tell, I tell them the same thing. I say, the day that I'm retired, guys, it'll be the last day I do spa. <laughs> because uh, I, I'm probably going to grapple, but spa, man. You deserve to get pretty uh, fat if you want Glover. Okay? No, no, you, you no, no. I think, uh, by that I think I like, man, I like when I actually, I, I feel really good when I'm doing the camp. You know, I'm like eating the good food and... Uh, yeah, man, this is like, um, it's a lifestyle, like I say, you know, what teaching me this lifestyle. Because before, when I fought John John, when I met you, I was 250 pounds. Yeah. Because that was, oh, yeah. That was like about, that was about, we went to the Capitol Building, it was like about two months, eight weeks, maybe nine weeks before I fought John John. So what's this, 2013? 2014. 2014, yeah. And I was, Big man, I used to get really big back then, but I find my my diet man it felt felt really good. Uh, stay slim, doing the bike, you know, uh, bike ride. Yeah, let me ask about this then. So, do you remember the day that you got the phone call or the notice that you were going to be able to go back to the states? And then, how soon after you got that did the UFC make it work? Um, yeah, I got the call in August. Right after I fought uh, Marvin Eastman, uh, a boppy, you know, Shoto, Brazil. Yeah. Marvin the Beastman Eastman. I yes, him. yes. <laughs> right after I fought him, I got the call, and they say, you any view, you set up. You got, we got, uh, we only view set up, because my wife sent a letter, right, to the senator, you know, ask, you know, to help. Uh, there was this paper, blah, blah, blah. And um, in August, they send a, a message, say, you interview set up for December 23rd. December 23rd is my wife's birthday. Wow. So I was like, yeah, there, after that letter that she say, you know, the crying that she, she did because she was really, she was really angry and upset because, you know, we could have this life. Right. You know, champ of the world. And give a better life, and do, and I did everything right when I was here before. Even though I come here illegal, I right away I got my tax ID number. Every work I did over here was paying taxes, you know, trying to do everything right, you know, because I knew I made a mistake. I can't, I can't change this right. now, but I'm gonna do it right now. So they did that, and she's like, you know, send the, and I knew, man, I knew the, the because it was her birthday. I was like. Yeah, she's it's gonna it's gonna be my uh it's gonna be this time. This time is no and things was funny because things was already going good. Like when I, in Brazil, man, I struggled because I was there and I, I went to fight in Australia and this guy don't pay nobody. Mm. Me, Josh Barnett, Jeff Munster, Pedro Rizzo, all those guys, we fought in Australia. 
And uh, I went as a corner for Pedro Rizzo. Pedro fought Ken Shamrock that day. Mm. And then the guy say, hey, you want to fight? I got to fight for you. Because the guy that he was going to fight 205, his opponent pulled out. So I make the weight, struggle to make a weight. And I did in 10 days, and I fought. And I won the fight. And um, the guy don't pay nobody. Oh, my God. And then in Brazil, too, I'll have you a hard time. find him, Glover, if you look. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm like, I'm over, man. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I don't want no problem, you know? Maybe he need it, you know? Uh, but Glover, but gotta, at that time, if I find him, I'll probably kill him. But because yeah, it was five thousand dollars for me, I have nothing. That that's you know, eat or not to eat at that yeah, point. Exactly. No question. A million questions we can ask you each step of the journey. But how about you fight against uh, a fighter from Chuck Liddell's camp? John Hackleman sees you. Yeah. He goes, "Wow, we should invite this guy in." Yeah. What's the first meeting like with Chuck Liddell at that oh, point? Because he's like, is he at that point the champion and the baddest man in the world when you joined that camp? Yeah, no, he was about. He, he, uh, Tito was a champion. Um, Re, uh, but Tito, was, Tito was Randy was a champion. Tito was ducking him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, the belief. yeah, yeah. But the Re, yeah, he's the baddest. So Chuck man was the people's. He champion, was already so. yeah. He's already people's champion. Yeah, but um. Well, Chuck was there. I met him over there, take a picture with him in my first fight. I fought this guy, uh, Eric Short. Eric Short is a good friend of mine, you know, now. Hmm. Uh, we become good friends. He, I went to the pit. So, John, after the fight, you know, a, a second-round fight, uh, John come to my corner there and, and invited me to come over, you know. And I didn't speak much English. I mean, it was very bad. I barely have a conversation with him, but then I, I set up, um, I say, next year, next year. And then uh, the next year, 2003, 2000, I think beginning of 2004, I went there with Chuck's camp. And um, Was he intimidating? What was it? What was... Uh, first was John, right? John was more, I met John first, and he's really weird, you know, toenails <laughs> panting, you know. I was like uh, very shy, very like, uh, I don't know, but then Chuck... Chuck uh, come with his brother to pick me up, and Chuck didn't say a word. He just sent his phone all the time. He's always texting, always texting. <laughs> and next day we spar with him. I was nervous, man. I was like, like, like more nervous than so I was, was he when I was you? fighting. No, no, he was texting. I don't know. No, was he testing you? Was oh, he, was he trying to see whether you're tough enough no, to hang in that camp? No, no, that's that's. Uh, no, I don't. The, you talk Chuck now. Yeah. Chuck is that's the way he is, man. He's cool as. He's cool as can be, man. He's the damn ice man. I got you. Yeah. yeah, he's cool as can be, man. He's like, uh, he's just not a conversation guy, you know. Hey, I do him, blah, blah, blah. He didn't. I was there. He's like, <laughs> he was cool, you know. He's when I come to his house, he's like, hey, man, mi casa su casa, right? Great. Feel free at home, and, so and that's it. it. So and it, then it, he walk out. I never speak a word again, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And then you went and blew up at the bathroom. That's what happened. After yeah. That. yeah, I was like. If you don't meet Coach Ackleman and, and get that time in that camp, do you think you end up having the success you, you went on to have in the UFC? No, no, because everything that happens is for, it's, you know, it's, it is what happened, you know? Yeah. It's because I'm here, I'll definitely be in a different situation. If you never have, but who knows? Maybe, I don't know, it would be a different situation for sure. But did you Not find situation. right away that you could hang on that level? That when you went, you know, and, and yeah, I, uh, I no, I, I have a lot of doubts in there, man. I uh, because I left my job in Connecticut because the first time I went, I went just to help Chuck, and then I come back, 
I got my money situation, you know, how to make money, save money, to went to California, different place. No That's a big much. commitment to make I that. I just work. got married with my wife in 2003, so I went over there in 2000, in the end of 2004, 2000, in the beginning of 2005, I moved out there. And, um, and, and it was the times, man. It was the times that I, I remember one time I, I laid down in a, in a ring uh, that we just trained with Chuck, and um, and Chuck was like, uh, you know, so much better, you know, in wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Uh, and um, I was very upset and, uh, and start crying over there and, and take my, my hand wraps off. And I call my wife, and I, I remember say, oh, you don't have to worry about coming over here because I'm going back. Wow. You know, I don't think I have on me to do this. But then in the drive home, I'm like, man, I'm 25 years old, you know. If I don't do this now, if I don't try now, I'm going to regret it. That's you know, I don't want to be 42 yeah. years old, you know, but I say 40. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be 40 years old and think, hey, what, what if I what if I had tried, you know? Yeah, you probably would have had this couch if you, if yeah. you, if you were yeah, 42. Yeah, this would be a real couch. No, and the, and the thing is like, because I, what I'm going back for to Connecticut, to landscaping, Fuck, I can do landscape when I, I don't know if I can swear with it. Yes. I can do yeah. landscaping like when I'm 40, 50, you know? I can do landscaping now, you know what I mean? So that's what I thought. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay. And I thought, I, I call her back and say, yeah, just pack up your things and come because. Uh, you had nowhere stay. else to go, though. That's a, that's a, that's yeah. a monster life yeah. decision right there. It truly yeah. is. All right, so you finally make it to the UFC. Was it all you had thought it was going to be when the, things, when the, when the wind started rolling? Yeah, you know, November, when I got called for UFC, not for UFC, but for the thing in August, right after I fought Marvin Eastman, mm -hmm. I had a fight in November with Rico Rodriguez, mm. you know? Yep. And Rico the, Rodriguez, former UFC heavyweight champion. Everybody told me to not to fight because uh, I had already deal with the UFC. Mm. I had a deal with UFC before I went to Brazil, and I did 16 fights in Brazil, and I didn't lose one. So I, I was like, I'm good to go, <laughs> you know? I'm good to go. So they say, yeah, man, just wait and sign. But uh, Chuck told me one thing. Say, man, you just got to fight everybody. Because if you lose with those guys that is out of UFC, what the hell you think you're going to do in UFC? Wow. You know? That's good advice. So beat everybody. And that fight, of course, November fight, if I lose to Rico, Rico Rodriguez, it could be, hey, man, no contract. But I say, hey, man, if I lose to him, what I want is the belt. And uh, John John, I think, already have the belt when I went, you know. So I say, what what am I going to do looking for John Jones if I can beat Rico Rodriguez here, you know. And, so of course, you beat him, you did. There, take the fight, won the fight. I was going to fight in December, in January, actually. First fight in USC Rio, but my hand was hurting. I didn't hurt in the fight. I hurt in the training, and then I couldn't fight. I fought in May, and uh, yes, was everything I uh, I looking for, man. Mm -hmm. A guy told me in a battle one time, right, uh, right, a uh, couple of weeks after I I say I got my green card, you know, UFC sent the contract, and we ready to go, and I was. Taking a shower, and the guy just pointed at me and said, Hey, my friend, 
Good luck in UFC. I know you're going to be there. I, I know you're going to be top five in less than a year. And uh, one year I got, you know, I was fighting Ryan Bader for elimination for the title. That's crazy. One year later. See, the best inspiration comes in the yeah. bathroom. I always say that. You know what I mean? I <laughs> that's your, say but that. see, that, the problem is that's your only source of inspiration. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the difference. That's a good point. Uh, is John Jones lucky in hindsight you hurt your shoulder? I mean, does it, did that eat at you for a long time that you got the title fight? And you're facing the best of all time, in yeah. my opinion, John Jones. So who knows what that's going to happen, injury or not. But yeah. how much do you look back you know, bittersweet in the years after going, man, that was my chance and I, I wasn't 100%. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, definitely was really upset after the fight. You know, going from streak to win, like 20, 20 some fights. Winning streak, most of them by finishing and thinking that I can knock this guy out or, or, or finish him. And uh, knew how good he was. You know, tough, but, you know, finding tough guys and when you're in there strict, you just think it's positive. But, like, uh, Jones was, you know, man, he's a, he's a different beast, man. He's a, he did well. He, uh, the way he fights, uh, very defensive. He is, he did it, the, the great fight. And, and I, of course, I was upset car weeks uh, weeks after thinking like, man, gotta get back to the drawing board, you know, and go back in and get the title again. And I never really give up, you know. From that time, was I'm not a guy that keep thinking too much on it. what I could have done, what if this is that yeah. happened. You know, he hurt my shoulder. I didn't, I didn't fail. You know, it, it hurt my shoulder in the locker room. Like, for example, doing, and then I fell and I hurt my shoulder. And then, I, then I'll be saying, hey, man, he, he was lucky. That was uh, his time because I hurt my shoulder in the locker room. Well, some people some, have, to be fair, some people have to lean on that excuse to. No, no, to but get he hurt. Through, he did it, though. He did it, right? He, he wrenched it to the he inside. He did it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what am I going to say? Well, it's like he, <laughs> you know, like, what, what are you going to say? Like, uh, the guy's far fight and you lose a fight oh well if my nose wasn't broken my ribs wasn't right, broken right. well he did it <laughs> that's why he broke your nose you know what i mean well we love so, that that yeah. you look at it that i way. always that's... look at that way and uh i say just gotta get better and uh and i never give up and i just keep going all right when you say never give up it's like it's one thing to get to the top of the mountain like you did against john lose not everybody comes back and figures out how to be their best again but you came back, won some big fights, lost a couple, but you suffered, you know, some of the losses, the lock, the knockout loss to Rumble Johnson, where I didn't know if you were going to be able to come back right. from that and still be an elite fighter again, because forget physically, just mentally, that can end any kind of invincibility of what's inside a man. That's as, you know, that's as tough as of a loss as you can endure. How the hell did you get through it like nothing? Yeah, and also let me add to that, of the losses that you have, the Jones one was the biggest one because that was for the title, right? But mm -hmm. like... Was that necessarily the toughest loss for you? Yeah, toughest loss definitely uh, Anthony Johnson because the way the fight was, you know, was my I never been knocked out, you know, and uh, and the fight was so quick and uh, and it was one of those things shit that did happen to me, you know, and uh, it, it, it teaches you, but like uh, at the same time it teaches me what uh, who I am, mm -hmm. you know, it was like. Uh, you know who you are. A, I read that in the book, right? You you find out who you are when you know who you are not, you know? And uh, 
and what I am, you know, to come back from this and to like, uh, am I one of those warriors? Because I'm into martial arts, you know, Miyamoto Musashi, all the meditation, all the focus, and you know, the guys, I used to love those moves, the guys go to the mountains and they isolate themselves, they find them insight, you know, find it in what's, what's you, you warrior, and, uh, and that's what I did, man. I was like, I didn't go to the mountains, but, you know, <laughs> I saw focus on uh, on it better and get better. I said, this is not going to, this is not going to take away my, my drive. That's some Rocky will. Balboa shit. Like, yeah. seriously, bro, that's yeah. like, that's some deep, nothing's going to stop me no matter what. I'm just saying, I've seen a lot of great fighters that don't get to that Yeah, they point. don't do that. They don't do that. They no, go, I'm yeah. fine being a celebrity now. I'll take a couple more fights. I'll put my money away. But you're like, you just never stop trying is really how you got to this position, right? You just never stop trying your best. Yeah. yeah, man. I love to fight. I love to be in shape. I love the 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 martial arts of the of the game. It's just the competition, you know. And to fight over there, the big fights, the good fights, you know, they go back and forth like Anton Smith and Kutelaba that I can come back, you know, and how can I beat these guys? Thiago Santos, I thought he had Thiago you done. Santos, oh my God. you know what I mean? Like, I, I was like in the bottom there, like, oh, man, the ref can, it's all thinking for me, it's like the ref cannot stop this fight because I mean, all am lose, I afraid. There's no title. There's no title right. if you All am I afraid when I get knocked down or getting hit by storm by those guys is like, oh, oh geez, I hope the, the ref don't stop this, you know? Too early, you know what I mean? Because I don't know. Sometimes then I look at the fight and I'm like, oh, okay, it wasn't that bad. But when I, when Thiago knocked me down, when I was in the ground, uh, all I was think was like, oh my God, please don't stop this fight. Please don't don't. Because all I can think is like, this guy come in and stop that fight. You know what I mean? Mm. But because in my mind it was worse than I saw it. You know what I mean? Because I was kind of dizzy because I fell down with a knockdown. And this guy come down, bah, 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 bah. Man, I was just trying to hold up, you know. And I was my mind like, okay, don't stop. Don't stop this fight. Do you have flashbacks in that moment of like, you know, cutting through Mexico to, to come to this country? <laughs> or, or, yeah. or, you know, like what do you think about in that moment to be able to dig that deep? Just that fight, man. Just the fight, you know. I don't, I don't think of much, you know. Empty your mind. You know, Bruce Lee say, empty your mind, be water, be relaxed, be there at the present moment. You know, this moment is there. It's not to think where you come from Mexico, I come to this, and I did this, and I did that. It has nothing to identify with uh, things that you did. Where you are is right there. You are right there. You're there. That body, that training, and uh, got to figure it out in a fight. You know, that's what I... I see in every fight is is the moment. What can I figure out here? And, and nothing really because uh, I don't know. I'm not afraid of nothing really in a fight. You know, I'm afraid to get knocked out and like like Anthony Johnson. Where's the fight? You know, yeah. if the ref is stop, I was fighting the ref in the ground. Yeah. Taking the ref down, the ref will stop and say, "Hey, hold on a sec. You want to fight again? Yes, I want to fight again." Mm. And he got knocked out. Right if I got knocked out again, I say, you I want to fight again? Yes, I fight. I want to keep fighting, you know, because I think I can beat this guy. Even John Jones, I, I, I was like frustrated and trying to hit him, jumping and trying to, oh, man, I got to do a Superman punch over here and knock. Can you imagine? 
And then I, uh, I was like, if I do a Superman punch over here, knock him out, it'll be crazy. <laughs> Dude, I got to ask you an interesting let me, let me jump. question. Okay. Uh, I was going to just say about John Jones quickly. Is there any part of you, I know you're, you're happy to be champion. You don't care who you have to beat to get it. But is any part of you wish it's like you did this redemption arc, you lost to John Jones for the title, then you come back and you win it back. John's not in this division anymore. Right. Is there any like romantic side of you that wished he would be? It's a massive fight. It would be a a story, you know, full full yeah, circle. Yeah, I mean, you know, John's. Uh, um, <clears throat> like I say, I think John Jones. You, you you say the right thing, all right? John Jones is one of the greatest of all time, and I believe that he, um, that he is. But that uh, I always put Khabib in my in my book, right? Yeah. Because Khabib did it what he did, and he never scratched his uh, his thing. You know, John Jones did. You know. John John did his steroids and cheat a little bit, and people can say whatever, but that was a cheat, man. <clears throat> whatever he was uh, was doing, so you know, and maybe and he's a, such a talent and such a great, and, uh, and a lot of the fights I bet he didn't do because he can't do it anymore, mm. and he's still winning, he's still fighting, but he did it, you know. So that's why I put Khabib on that. But uh, I'm not like I say, I'm happy with this. I'm gonna fight uh, Jiri Prohashka now. And who knows, man? I'm living the moment, and if you one day it's possibility, me and John like, Jones. I'm gonna yolo at age who knows? 42, you know? Well, how, how do you think? Just we, we, no, no one knows. I don't know. You don't know. None of yeah. us know. But what is your best guess on how John Jones does at heavyweight? Yeah, like we say, uh, I don't know. We don't know, right? I think uh, he come back with uh, with a strategy. With uh, if you don't don't lose, of course he's gonna lose some of the speed, right? But he needs the 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 power, the way he do things. I think he's gonna be a champ. You think, think he's gonna be a champ? You think wrestling will be a big part of this? Yes, his wrestling definitely gonna be a big part of this for sure. Yeah, but like I say, it's the motivation. You know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say if he's there. You know what I mean? Mm, because of like all. The it, it's for a lot of things. It's yeah. For a lot of things, you lose motivation for a lot of things. You lose motivation for a knockout. Like uh, like Anthony Johnson, people lose motivation. I tell people all the time, people, a lot of fighters don't come back. More than come back. More don't come back than come back. You know what I mean? Mm. More fighters than a winning streak like that. They get knocked out. Uh, the more fighters, they don't come back from to be ever again the same fighter. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, but like... Um, but you're not just the same fighter. You might actually be better now. Although your style has changed, yeah, right? It's, it, you're, doing, you're focusing, in my opinion, you know, on the basics, on the foundation, on the, on the grappling. On There's no holes in your game right now. And you're still a badass and you're tough and all that. But do you feel like my opinion is true that you might be better now than you were on the, the guy who fought John Jones, that area of your game? Well, my, my, the mind, uh, mindset is definitely better, you know? Mindset, uh, I'm like um, more focused now. Let me interject here, if I may. Have you gotten everything out of the fight game you wanted? And here's what I mean. You said you wanted to be champion. You got it. Mm -hmm. um, the prize fighting, has it given you the money that you wanted? And also... Maybe you don't care about it because a lot of fighters don't. Mm -hmm. Have you gotten the acclaim or the fanfare that you wanted as well? Uh, <clears throat> I'm happy with everything that's happening to me. I wanted to be a champ of the world. And, I, uh, you know, it takes me long enough and I become a champ of the world. Uh, 
my life, I'm so happy with, uh, with my life financial, man. I'm so, I mean, I'm super happy. I am in, uh, all set to retired in my last fight, you know, if I want to. But great. I want to keep fighting. I have my gym that's doing really good. I have some, you know, all the investments. I have a house in Brazil. I'm like, it, it is, it's a simple thing. I live simple. You go to my house, my house is not like, I didn't go crazy, man. I just live simple and I just live uh, nice, eating a good food, you know what I mean? So you didn't win the championship That's and then important. buy a Ferrari the next No, 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 no. I like to live a good lifestyle, you know? I like, uh, people say all the time, like, you got to invest in this, you got to invest in that, you got to build a bigger gym, you got to do this, you got to do that. Say, hey, bro, when I'm retired, I want to work less. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> yes. yes, thank I'm you. I'm investing all my money right now, what the hell? I trained and I fighted for 20 years, and now I invest all this money and real estate this all over here, gym over there in Utah, gym over here in New Jersey, gym in Connecticut. What the hell? You know? But still, you see like a lot of fighters today, <laughs> they do want to make money, and they, do, they might make some sound financial decisions, but they like a lot of the attention. They like a lot of a big uh, following on social media. Oh, I'm, I'm different, man. I know. It I just am, seems like... I you like, don't like that. But is there anything wrong with that? It may not be for you, right? But do you, when you see young fighters doing that, what, what, do you, what, is it, what do you make of that? I think it's great. I think that's what the money is. I, I think it's great. I tell my nephew, I tell everybody, I tell all my students in the gym, I say, hey, man, be respectful, be polite, don't, don't, you know, but be funny, trying to do something. Yeah, get out there, man. Get out there, you know? And uh, like I say, I'm satisfied with, uh, with what I do and what I am because uh, I really never care about this shit. So why do I complain? <laughs> why do I complain? Why do I complain that, like, oh, I don't have, uh, you know, follows on Instagram or I don't have a big fight? Uh, I never really care about this. So I never really put my, my face out there to make the big money, all right? I, I, I'm over there to fight. And to be a champion, to be the best. And of course, by being the best, you're going to make money automatically, right? You, you can, and you're supposed to, like, uh, boxing, that's what, like, uh, they don't have to sell much. But still, today is the selling. Today is the pay-per-view, right? Today right. is, you put a boring fighter there. But right now, <clears throat> a lot of the boring fighters, they talk. <laughs> they talk, so it's still selling. You know, they fight like shit, but they talk. <laughs> so, so that pisses you off? Uh, it pisses me off as a fan. Yeah. It pisses me off as a fan. I'm like, this fucking guy talk all the shit and didn't back it up. <laughs> you know? As a fan, yes. But like as a business, I think he's doing the right thing. As business, I'm going to say, hey, man, he make his money. You know? Some people know how to sell. They know what they're doing. He's making his but money. Your, your work you know is what I your mean? mouth. You speak with your game. And, and, yeah, and it's all what do you do it for. What do you do it for? Hey, I do it for make money. I don't care if I cross the line. I don't care if people are going to hate me. I don't care if I'm going to make a 200 enemies. The people are going to hate me for the rest of their life. You know, I'm here to make money. And that's why beautiful. Beautiful. You're here for that. You go after that. I'm here for the belt, and I'm here for to bring uh, the discipline of martial arts and the discipline of a, as an athlete but to the, but there's show more... to the kids that I teach, to show to the people. That's what I'm here for. But you know to, to be the complete master, 
you got to be all those things. And you got to stand for something, which you do hard work and all that determination, mm-hmm. but you also have to be uh, a killer businessman negotiating yeah. contracts, <clears throat> fighting. Yeah, with but the you promotion. can be a businessman without being an entertainer. Right, I mean, entertaining with the fighting, but I'm saying entertaining outside. I guess I wanted to ask: At what point in your career do you feel you finally began to understand the business and how, when it comes to negotiating or or whatever you do with your money outside the game, you you figured out how to compete just as hard on that side as you do in yeah, preparing to play? Yeah, negotiation is like uh, we 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 didn't have a, really have a, a problems with UFC, and uh, we just me and my manager, we just. Uh, Talk back and forth. We always come out with agreement, man. Like I say, uh, I'm happy with uh, UFC give me for all those years and uh, where I am right now in, in, in life. And, uh, and you know, just pray to continue to be like that, you know, getting, man, I just bless, you know. I can't, I can't ask for anything more, but uh, I fight because I like. And... Uh, like I say, I, I, now it's action, man. If I want a little toy, a little gift, <laughs> you know, and I go in there and get another fight and defend the title one more, more time. Little put a little red thing on there, you know? Yeah. Red oh, the movie. little jewel on the, the little, belt. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> for me, it's just there right now. You know, it's like, oh, win the title. I could retire. I could be. But hey, I'm doing good. I'm at the top of my game. I'm feeling good. I got to a point in my life there. I know I kind of find the body right how to work with my body how to train the right time you're efficient you're very efficient speaking in the right time i know how to do camp after 45 take me long enough let me ask let me ask an honest question do you worry about brain damage long term you sound great but i'm saying in 10 years 15 yes yes i will i always worry about that for everybody in my gym i don't like hard sparring you know, I never, my, all my students, they can never spar uh, without me over there. I'm always going to be there. Uh, unless the fight team, the fight team, of course, different, the professional fighters. <clears throat> Somebody's there, but like, uh, we all know. That's the main thing that I say. Because the main uh, concern about it, the, the, the brain damage, we already know. We, we did this big Talk a while back, right, 2014, uh, uh, is, is from training. From training. From fight, really? I mean, you take a guest, Justin Gagey, and um, what's his... Um, he was there, too, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler, yeah. Yeah, Michael mm-hmm. Chandler. He was there, too, 2014. Yep. You take that fight, but it's a 25 minutes with the little gloves, and they got knocked down a couple times, but... Uh, you look at guys like Justin Gage, right? You kind of, I don't I've never see him training. I see him training here and there, but you kind of think, like, is this guy go hard, he's spar, and he probably just put his face out there and spar like that. <laughs> That's the dangers, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not here saying, right, we're just I guessing. don't know. Yeah. But the training, I think, is the biggest importance on the. Uh, on the brain damage stuff, of course, can happen if I too, you know, everything can happen there, man. But um, I train very, very careful, very well. We don't need to go crazy. We just need that cardio up, man. Get those guys' faces. It's uh, working. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> they can't breathe anymore, man. I'm telling you, it's, uh, they they start freaking out. Let's talk about Yuri Prochka. So he's uh, what, he's uh, dangerous as shit. He's <laughs> dangerous. As sh- I mean, here's what you say about Yuri, right? Athletic, strong. Uh, very talented, but 
He's weird as shit. And he's totally unorthodox. He's got this absolutely bizarre. Puts his chin out. Yeah, put like, his chin out. And he throws weird uh, strikes like, you know, spitting back kick into Superman punching and all this. Assess him from your standpoint. What do you what do you believe is the major challenge for you? Is there, you know, is there is there his style to see the movement? Can we work a lot in my eyes? I have a good people work with that. You can see in my last few fights, uh, the way uh, I'm rolling with the punches better, you know, and not getting hit clear like uh, like before, before just walk straight and keep going. But now moving and moving a little more, working my eyes and working the timing for him. This is uh, the, the main thing, but uh, I look the fight a little bit. I look his fight and I see, like I say, I see the openings that he, he does. When he strike, he leave the opening for some positions. And, um, you know, this the main thing that I think uh, the most difficult thing to deal with is probably like the style. But... Uh, when you come, when you're patient, man, you see everything. That's the, <laughs> that's the cool about uh, martial arts is how to adapt it to the style, you know? How I, I, am I adapted to that style? Oh, he's going to take him downtown. He's going, yeah, down. he's oh, going yeah. right down to the ground. He knows you know, that. You see it in but, the you know, that's the thing. He knows that, but that's the thing. Like, when do you, how, mu how much is going to worry about that? And that's when the left hook came in, that they over, you know, the right hand. And uh, I mean, Blohovic in the second round there, he started defending the takedown too much. And, I, and the, pop, the left hook come in. And now he's like, oh, shit, I got to worry about the punches too. <laughs> so those guys forget about it. They forget that I have hands too. And they're heavy. Because you, know? you, that's what I'm saying. You rebuilt yourself to be yeah. more dangerous or, or maybe more efficient. Yeah, I always player, have but... the power, knockout power. Now I have more like patient, also, more relaxing patient. Like it feels like now, also, you like, you know how Demi and Maya for a while just went to a striking and kind of forgot about his jujitsu. And now he yeah. went all the way back to his jujitsu. Yeah. I'm saying you mix it more, uh -huh. but I do feel like your jujitsu has been a much more forward part of your game the last few years. Striking, of course. Yes. Striking, of course. But the, the, the Anthony Smith fight, for example, right? Or again, the Thiago Santos fight. Like, there's a lot of fights where, like, that was the difference maker was the jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the guys don't like to train jujitsu. You know, what I'm gonna do? Uh, they don't like to train jujitsu. They don't like to train wrestling, so they get tired, and they they don't like to train jujitsu because it's it's a it's a it's a hard sport. They so they get tired, and I do. I like to train jujitsu. I train with those 20 years old guys. Uh, they they try and I have Caio Magalhães, Huerto uh, Tum, those guys. Uh, Caio Magalhães is one of the best jiu-jitsu former guy. UFC I fighter grow, as well. Yeah. Former UFC fighter and his jiu-jitsu is high level, you know. And I'm telling you, one of the uh, I tell you top two jiu-jitsu guys in the world right now. I'm talking about getting him over there with those those big names, you know. Right. All those Who all's at your gym these days? Uh, <clears throat> so Pereira. Oh, the amateurs, you know, no, no, but we like have the... a bunch of but Pereira, Wellington Turma, yep, um, UFC fighter, yeah, Caio Magalhães is my main, and I have uh, two boxers. Is one is Fanelli Junior, he's professional boxer, heavyweight. Is my coach son. Yep. The other one also my coach son, 18 years old, heavyweight, amateur boxer. He's gonna go pro. But those guys been helping me for my last few fights. Sabina Mazo with you? Sabrina Ma Sabina Mazo, she 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 was there. For the last fight, and yep. she'll come back. She says she's going to move to Connecticut. Ah, okay. From California, I go wherever yeah. she is, yeah. She's in California. She's coming. 
She's, are we looking for a place for her? She's going to move to... Are you, are you looking like, okay, you're obviously still looking to fight, no doubt about it, but yeah. do you feel like you'll have a role as a coach for a long time when it's all said and done? Yeah, that's my thing, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, uh, no more landscaping, I coaching. Be, I want, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I put something over there. Even though, though, I don't mind landscape. I actually like outside, but uh, this is my passion. This is what I wanted to do. <clears throat> and I'm good at it, and I am going to... Yeah, the coaching is definitely the, the next chapter. I have to say, one thing as a media guy covering your career that's just been so refreshing, to be honest with you, is I never have to worry about Glover Teixeira. You know, Glover Teixeira pulled over for drunk driving. <laughs> nope, never going to happen. Glover oh. Teixeira, oh, you hear, you, hear, you hear Glover's mean to the, the young people in the gym. Like, you know, you hear about certain fighters who nope. beat up young Dude, I've never heard a single, and you know this industry, it's full of snakes. Scumbag. I've never heard one person say a bad word about you. It's kind of remarkable, yeah. I have to tell you. Yeah, but, you know, this is like uh, something that uh, is just being like, it's not, what I, what I say, uh, it's not credit, right? It's just the way we should all be. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like people, people have to mention that a couple of times, like, they give me credit for that, but that's not credit. This like, uh, the just guys, normal. Is, yeah, this is normal, this is, just being a decent citizen, you know. What is so a decent man? What is so great about Connecticut? I, I gotta say, I don't really like Connecticut, Connecticut that much. Let's do that. I, I'm not a big fan of. I don't hate Connecticut, but Hartford, <laughs> kind of lame. Okay, that's you, you can't oh, pick you out the armpit. Oh, you went to the to the city, you know. Like, uh, I like the country, man. I like the, the 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 trees, the beautiful trees. Money is good, you know. Okay, but here's the oh. thing: you come from Brazil. Now, maybe I'm stereotyping. But I always think of like the Brazilian guys. They all end up in Southern California. Yeah. Half of them surf. The other half are in Florida. How would you to Connecticut? You don't well, know about that Danbury Brazil connection. I guess yeah. I don't. Yeah. I guess no. I don't. Portuguese or Brazilian. Yeah. yeah, I'm from a country in Brazil. Farm work. So when I come Sobrilia, to Connecticut, okay. Sobralia. Sobralia. A lot of farm work. No, no surfing for me. No, you know. <laughs> so I couldn't go to Florida or California. And uh, over here, they have a lot of landscaping. A lot of landscaping company, carpenter, so a lot of jobs, and I already knew people from my hometown that was there in Connecticut. I come to Connecticut, you know, got married. I went to California. I love California, man. My favorite place, uh, San Luis Obispo. Yeah, work. That yeah, is, is beautiful. But then I went to Brazil, you know, my wife come over here, and then I, I come back. I was doing my fights, doing camp I, I, to find where I was. I did a camp in California, Black House for Rampage. I did a, for Maldonado there, and I did a, a camp in Florida. You know, then I, then I was like, after John Jones' fight, I did the last camp in Florida, John Jones. After John's fight, I opened my gym. I opened my gym. I say, you know what? I'm 34 years old. I've been all over the world. I've been everywhere, everywhere. I've been in like a Peter Art school, you know, train over there. I train with like, uh, you know, name it. Go in Brazil. Oh, in Holland, so many, so many Holland. We we drove around Holland, train with Pedro Rizzo and Minotauro, and and you name it. You name it. Those old school, and I train with. And I say, I'm gonna open my gym. I asked Fanelli if you, and I opened a gym in Connecticut. First was just a gym, just like a, a garage. I mean to train. And Fernelli is a, was a pro boxer, and he was your boxing coach, right? Yeah, pro boxer from Connecticut. He retired, and then I asked him if he wants to coach me. He said, "I don't know anything about MMA, man. 
I said, just coach me in boxing, man. I'll, uh, I'll get a guy for wrestling. And I just actually bring guys from Brazil, like a King Mo went from one of the kids. I start bringing guys. I have a lot of, like I say, I have a lot of connection. I say, I have all the connection. I can call people and they can he knows come the guy. over here. You know I know all the yeah. people, yeah. Sure. So, I, you know, the first start coming and then later on, keep people start coming to the gym. Like right now, I don't have to bring anything, anybody anymore. Quartan is there, you know, those kids grow up. Uh, right. Like I, I spot with a kid now, he's 18 years old. But when I post call Fanelli to, to train me, he will stand, wow. you know? Wow. Well, I actually first run after Fanelli. His mom was pregnant with him, and now he's doing spa with now me. Now he's turning pro. Toe to toe. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a pro. He's going to be pro boxer. He's 18 years old. I met, I met Fanelli when his mom was pregnant with him. We're now old, Glover. Is, We're old. Now this kid's kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Glover, I grew up uh, not far from, from the Danbury area in, in Naugatuck, Connecticut, and this guy's always, I'm always acting like yeah. it is, man. That shit's just, you know, we're tough there. You know what I mean? We're hard working. We're tough as shit. I live in Washington, D.C. Glover, could you oh. speak to him about, about no, no. My, where I come from? Glover doesn't have to prove to me that he's <laughs> tough. But yeah. I, I, you are the one I have a question about. You know, I, I come from the hard scrabble, okay? You can prove that. You've yeah, been yeah, yeah, What was yeah. tougher, Connecticut or Brazil? In terms of, like, you know. No, Connecticut is definitely tough. Yeah? Nah. Take that. Is it, is it, is, no, it's both different ways. Yeah. Uh, Brazil... Uh, for me, is you know, it's, it's tough to get money, to get things. Right. Right? Definitely uh, in the United States, you don't have that. Connecticut is just tough, like the cold. Those the, winters, bro. The, the winter is brutal. <laughs> they're brutal. Yeah. They spring. That's the other part I can like, how did spring, you do those winters? They spring, you, you, you think, like, oh, nice day, yeah. and tomorrow is raining, and it's windy. But hey, man. You know, I bought an ice bet now. I go in an ice bet every day. And oh, uh, I, 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 don't matter how it is outside, I just go in. Now, didn't Danbury, the city of Danbury, didn't they make like a Glover to share a day? <laughs> did you they, get a key to the no, city? Oh, yeah. city? Yeah, yeah, I have the, they did a uh, good parade there. And they, I have the key for the city. It was amazing. That has to feel like, wow, man, that's like a real, like the community really embraced you. Yes, yes. The community is like, uh, Everywhere I go. Do your neighbors know you're a maniac? Like, do your neighbors know that you oh, beat know. the shit out of people for a <laughs> living? Yeah, I have, have the kids that come like, Clover, look at this. I learned this move. And they, like, jump. They show you all the punches yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Like me and Brian, basically. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Glover, you were mentioning all the badasses of Brazil that you trained with. We named them. You've trained with them. I know you trained with Marco Huas. And I don't think enough people oh, talk about the it legend. these days. That guy's a fucking badass. What was that like? I think he should be a Hall of Fame. Man. I agree. If I he's not, he, he will champion. be, yeah. Yeah, but I think he was supposed to be already, if you could think about it, because, uh, you know, he's king of the streets. champion to uh, UFC 7. Yeah, he won a tournament. Oh, yeah. Paul Marlins, yeah. He is such a, a great guy and a, a man, mentality of a fighter, man. Mm. He is a fighter, man. He is like a crazy... <laughs> He's crazy. Marco, who is crazy, man? He's like, used to get like, uh, I, I, you know, telling these stories. You got to say, every time I sit next to him, I want to hear these stories, you know? Because back then in Brazil, they used to go to gyms. Gyms like Hickson Gracie or Did the Gracie. So, yeah, they go to the gym and they. That's fucking they wild. <laughs> yeah, and then in the beach, you know? 
And then he say, I guess he, somebody was telling me, hey, these guys is uh, wanted to fight with you in Copacabana, Posto. Posto is, you know, Copacabana, the beach. Oh, All the yeah. beach in Brazil, they have the post, you know, the guard, the guard life post. Yeah, yeah. They, they have the numbers. 13, 12, you know, 11. So he's like, hey, post 11, you know, he's going to wait for you. He's like, I'm going over there. Take his shirt off. I went over there. <laughs> was a bunch of guys there. He's like, hey, say you want to fight me? Let's do it right now. And to throw his sandals out there. It was him by himself. It was a bunch <laughs> of guys. <laughs> a but they didn't end up in a fight, you know. Okay, I want, but, I want to talk about Brazilian savagery. Because it's, it, you know, Brazil's fighters have such a great reputation for skill. But obviously toughness. Is there, within the... The, the gorillas. I mean, within the, the all-time great tough men, MMA champions that come from Brazil, is there a hierarchy in just being a badass? Like, yeah. like you know, there's there's the Nogueira brothers, there's yeah. Vanderlei, but in, yeah. the, in, the, the box, in that Brazilian culture, top team. do they consider one one guy? Who do Brazilian fighters consider to be the be most badass uh, Brazilian fighter? You no, know, probably like Minotauro because of his... Uh, You know, it's, it's difficult to say. So many. The Bob Sapp fight was big. It's so many, you know. But uh, Minotaur is the most uh, likable one because he, all the people look up to him, you know. Oh, because he just, now he's an uh, ambassador of Brazil. He worked for UFC Brazil. He's got a steak uh, restaurant too, right? Yeah, he does everything, man. Guys is like incredible. And uh, I, I think it's him that they... All the young fighters, they look up more. If you, if you ask, like, one legend, is it going to say him? But there's, so, like you say, so many, you know. Marco Hu, uh, Vanderlei, all those guys, you know, incredible, man. Yeah. Incredible. Hey. Minotauro, it's not just for me. Really, it's like all the fighters that I see, they, they love him, you know. You should he, tell him what you think about Lil Nog. Yeah. I, <laughs> huh? oh, yeah. I mean, Lil Nog, he was an elite yeah. fighter for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Uh Do you think you get the love in Brazil? Do you get Yeah, how the, famous are you in Brazil? You know, right? I mean, there's a lot of favorite champions from Brazil. Like I mentioned, I just named a few of them. I mean, there's Jose Aldo. There's so many the freaking legends. Rio, yeah. But you're one of them now. Do you get that love, do you feel? Yeah, I feel like uh, um, a lot of people, man. Yeah, they, uh, they're very... Uh, Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. I don't, you know, not, not that popularity like Anderson Silva, you know, all those guys have because they're different level, you yeah. know. But like uh, myself, I... Uh, I feel the love. I, I you know, I, I'm enjoying the way it is. Like I say, man, if it's too much, I'm kind of like, still not enjoying myself too much, you know? I'm not the kind of guy that um, like you to call the attention, go in, rock around the mall with my belt so people can take, take pictures, you know? I'm more the, the guy that is going to hide and walk in the past, so... Do you know what you said? I forget what media day it was, and I was like... I. I was just trying to find something to talk to you about. And I asked you, like, at a party, everyone's got a role. Like, someone's dancing on the floor. Someone's the guy who's, like, helping everyone get their drinks. And I was there. DJ. Right. Someone's the DJ. And I asked you, I was like, who are you at the party? Do you remember this conversation? You probably don't. Uh, And you said to me, you go, I'm the guy who's drinking whiskey telling stories. Uh, That's who you said uh, you were. Yeah. So tell us the story. <laughs> oh, what's uh? It's hard. To, well, where's the whiskey? <laughs> I don't know if we. Ha- I don't know if we have any whiskey. You know, next time. But, next time. Uh, yeah, we just uh, <clears throat> talk a bunch of you know the crazy stuff, man. But you know, it's, it's stories and drinking, and it's just the situation that you say something, and I remember something when Chuck did this for me to come up with something funny or something. It's very, it's, it's not my thing, but like, uh, yeah, I'm like, talk about the stories. Uh, we have so much, uh, uh, you know, funny, cool stuff that happens in the gym. My, my, my producer wants me to know, you're in camp, so I'm sure you're going to say no. They do have whiskey if you yeah. like some. No, no, thank you. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, uh, uh, like, we'll call them out. Uh, we'll test them. No, no. I'll tell the story next time. Okay. Yeah. Tell you what, after you win and defend your belt, come back here. We'll have some whiskey. How's yes, that definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm talking about, so we got Brazilian nuts on the table, not just because a Brazilian champion is here, but people on our staff sometimes accuse some of these weirdos behind the cameras of having low T, low testosterone, you know, like maybe they're not manly enough. They said, if you eat more Brazilian nuts, your testosterone levels just rise. I don't think Glover has that problem, bro. I'm going to start, I'm going to be all lover that shit. Uh, It's true, Glover, okay? Yeah, I don't don't know, you know, but those are good. They call a castanha do Pará. It's from the Pará, from Lioto State, Amazonas. That's a good... Uh, I'm going to overdose on those, all right? I'm going to yeah. bring in so much. Yeah. I'm going to be like 2013 Vitor after that. Be careful. You're not that, supposed okay? to eat too much of those, man. Why? Maybe because of that. Yeah. I don't know, you know? <laughs> you, could, you could pop dirty if you eat too many of those, all right? That's the you thing. You could grow a third ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Glover, do you ever look back and wonder if you had gone just the boxing path where you would have ended up? No, not really, man. Probably like, uh, it, it, no, I don't know. It's just, I don't think of those things, you know. I'm like, uh, more like, what? It, it's one of those things like, can you imagine if you leave, go back, and you can just 
keep going back to that past and take another path, right? Take another path, you know? I think at the end of the day, don't matter. All, if I take, if I could go back, right? Let's make a movie, right? I could go back in 2002 uh, or, or even 99 before I come here and take a different path in my life, you know? Go which way I go. Anyway, I would be here, 42 years old, uh, maybe not the champion, maybe something else, maybe an actor, maybe a farmer, maybe some, you know, whatever, uh, with the same uh, state of mind, you know, with the same feeling, with the same gratitude you know, with the world, you know, because who you are inside, they have nothing to do with what you do in the outside, I think, you know. This guy's just sweating uh, class. Okay, so then, right? so then, okay, so then it's true, out. it's true, but at least to the question, obviously you want to win your next fight. I mean, I'm not asking that. Yeah. But I am asking... Is there any big goal that you haven't done yet in your career? Big one. Like the things that oh. really matter. Because you got the belt. Yeah. You've headlined on pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. You've been in sold-out shows. I like to fight. Uh, you know, fighting uh, in Las Vegas was one. It was the first one. Because I wanted to fight in Vegas so bad. Because I think Vegas is a Coliseum. The new Coliseum, right? Yeah, Coliseum. Of, uh, yeah, the new, the new generation, you know? And uh, I fought there, and one of my, it's like me fighting over here uh, in New York, uh, New York City, Madison Square Garden. Well, you're the... Uh, because I haven't fought that in the arena yet, and because it's so close to Connecticut, and my... Hey, what are you doing in November? <clears throat> we can, we might be able to make this happen, okay? Yeah, Just keep yeah. winning, you know? Who knows, you know? Uh, you're the best 205-pound fighter in the world to, to many people. But there's one guy, Corey Anderson, who's not a believer ah. on that same level. You know what I mean? What, what do you like when you hear that? What do you, what do you feel? I said before, uh, I think I was a reporter that told me about this. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't see. I don't really look uh, the Instagram too much, especially... Because you're not a trash talker, man. No, well, Corey wasn't. No, but Corey, actually, he called, he, he texts me uh, before and say uh, he wants to go train with me. And I say, yeah, man, you know, come down. We train, get ready, help, help you get ready for a fight. And then in the fight, uh, I heard he's talking all this. But I see the, you, you know, man, the, the position, right? He, he beat me and... Uh, Times change, bro. You you lost your fight. You know, he got knocked out by the guy I take the title away, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm and uh, he got fired from the company. Now he's in another company. He's doing better. But, uh, hey, I'm not... Uh, it's not me trying to say he's, uh, he's in another company, bro. He's in, not in UFC. If he was in UFC, um, number second, number two in the world, or number one, I'll fight him, right? But he's not. He's a Bellator, so he's talking about it because he wants the attention. But uh, I don't know. We, 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 you, you think I'm going to give him the attention? Like, <laughs> I did. Bro, you said, you like, said a great quote. I, I did. I say, hey, man, if, you, if that fight happens, I'll be happy to do it. i fight anyone. You know, if that fight happens, they want to only fight the titles, hey, 
Let's do it, but uh, but didn't you say I'm I, over didn't here. you say something like I'd rather watch like a cat piss than watch him fight or something like that? You had no, a, you no, had a no, funny line. Is that, is that a Brazilian board, thing? The board, I say I'd rather watch the the, the birds sing. Uh, take this thing out. Yours was much nicer uh, than mine. Yeah, the, the birds sing. Yeah, yeah, because it's, uh, then look on Instagram and and pay attention to Corey talking shit. You know what I mean? All right, when when they make a, a a when you say when it's all said and done one day and they make a you know career highlight of of what you've done in mixed martial arts, what's going to be the opening scene of it? What's what's the you know has that fight happened yet? Or what's what's the moment that's going to be the the that's going to lead off that video? What's the number one moment? Well, what do you mean the a highlight? The, maybe the feeling of winning the championship. I mean, what part of your career do you do you think it, first and foremost that moment above all else? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, you know, have my arm race over there in uh, Abu Dhabi, you know, uh, and Cormier come to answer that question, see how that feels, and it's like waiting for so long, and uh, for so many years, you just think like, what would I say? And that question you say, man, it's kind of funny because uh, I always think that, you know. Every time somebody win a championship, yeah. I always sit back and the next day, like let's say, every time, right? I watch fights, right? I, I watch the fights, 12 o'clock at night, one in the morning over here for us in Connecticut, you know? And then I went to, I go to sleep in the morning, Sunday morning, I wake up and I, I, always, I always think, how would that guys feel today? Like when Charles <laughs> Bronx is one, when Rose, you want the belt, you know? I say, how she you feel today, you know? Today must be the best day of her life. <laughs> and there was, man. Like I was uh, explaining, I saw the sun rise, you know, and I went to take a nap a little bit, but then I went to the be um, uh, to the pool. And I just stayed in the pool, man. I was just like uh drinking some margarita and just like <laughs> <laughs> trying to sink in, you know, and yeah. it was was kind of weird because it was like it was like I feel really good. And like, uh, but every time then people say, hey, champ, you champ of the world, man. I was like, fuck. fuck and you're, they're going to call you champ yeah. for the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah, you'll get, that's, you know, that's, like, that's like uh, being a doctor. You're just a doctor. Well, yeah. unless you get this far or whatever. But lose What's up, yeah. champ? That, that's your yeah. future right there. And, it, and it's well-deserved and it's well-earned. And it's funny, you know, he said to you, what, what other goals are left? Do you, does your it, vision of the rest of your career include multiple title defenses, walking away on top? Do you have any sort of concept uh, of how it, how it ends? I try to enjoy what's happening right now. And uh, and and keep it going, man. Keep defending, of course, to, to see what I... But to, to be honest, I don't have the, the, the goal, per se. Like, I just want to enjoy... This moment, you know, and uh, and keep it like I did it for the fight, you know. Uh, when I was there in Dubai, I keep saying the same view. I say, man, I already feel like a champion to be here. I'm glad to be here the second time, 42 years old. Try again, and I'm going to try, and I'm going to keep trying. But I am enjoying this moment. No matter what happened tonight, you know, man, I am a champion for a week because they treat my like my <laughs> they treat me like a champion for the first day I got in, in Abu Dhabi. And I and I, I told my wife, I say, hey, if I lose this fight tonight, at least I know how to be how how was the feeling to be a champion right. for a week. Because those guys treat me like a champion. 
And I, I was a champion for a week here. We, right. But, you know. We want to treat you like a champion and a king. Uh, Where's the crown for the king of Connecticut? So, so, right here, here? so here's the deal, Glover. We have a bit going on the show where when we first started doing it, there's you, there's Brian Campbell, and then there's this rapper named Apathy. He's from Connecticut as well. Uh, and we couldn't decide who the king of Connecticut was. This was before you were champion. <laughs> but then you won. And then me and Brian decided, wait a second, Danbury is celebrating this guy. He's now got the title. Glover Teixeira, I don't know if you know this, but we have decided that you – are the official <laughs> king of <laughs> Connecticut, and every king Maybe. deserves right, a crown. All right. Okay, okay. There he is. What is and that? I'll pronounce you king of Connecticut. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. There he is. So now I'm the viceroy of Connecticut, apparently. So, yes. Yeah, so uh, until you either surrender the title or lose it, you're the king of Connecticut. He is the clown prince or whatever you want to call it. There it is. Uh, the champ yeah. is here. And you're going to face Yuri Prohatska. Singapore? Yeah, UFC 275. Singapore, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Title I'm defense excited, number one. You know? Ready. I'm excited for the tr with the train. I'm excited with everything that's going on. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, hearing your backstory, man, I give you a lot of respect. You know? Thank you. No one can say anything other than everything you've got, you've earned. Times 10. Yeah, thank so you. So congratulations on everything. Thank you for spending appreciate some time it, with us. Man. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, appreciate it, man. when you win... Come back here as the king. Yes. We'll do some shots of whiskey oh, with the king. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. gotta. You guys gotta hear some funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> the king is out. He has left the building. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.